Guns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And then there were two candidates for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. Of course, we are talking about Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator from the Bengals, and Mike Kafka, who is the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Gambo was reporting on Friday that Kafka did really, really well in his interview, and he, along with Anarumo, and then Brian Flores, got a third interview. Flores obviously not taking the job. He's going to Minnesota to be their defensive coordinator. So if it's down to two, trying to get to know as much about both of them as we possibly can. Gambo and joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. He's the beat writer and NFL columnist for the New York Daily News. He's been with the New York Daily News for 10 years. I believe he's been on the Giants beat for the last six or seven years. Pat Leonard joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show. Pat, I'm Dave. This is Gambo. Welcome to the show. We appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Dave and Gambo. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, we'd love to just get you, uh, pick your brain and just see what you think about Mike Kafka. I mean, obviously, young kid, 35 years old, but coming from that Andy Reid tree and then what he did in New York with Daniel Jones this year to get that offense turned around, seems like he's a really bright offensive mind. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, it's not hard to look at the work he just did with Daniel Jones and this Giants offense and roster and project optimistically what he could do to revitalize Kyler Murray once he's back on the field and the Arizona offense. Really just a guy who didn't look at the Giants offense and say, what what I don't have here, he looked at it and said, what do we do well? What does Jones do well that I can accentuate? And even though it was Brian Dable's offense, Dable and Kafka collaborated to to really implement and include a lot of the types of motions and creativity that he learned both as a player and then as a staffer with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Just a really smart, steady guy. And you hit right, you hit the nail right on the head, though. I mean, in the Giants land, you know, an offensive acumen has been severely lacking here for a while for the most part. And not just Dable, but Kafka, too, were a major part of the Giants' with a roster that was much worse than a lot of other teams around the league, not only looking functional, but being a playoff team. No, trust me, I'm a Giants fan from back when I was a sports writer for Newsday for a long, you know, for a while. So Phil Sims, Bavaro, the two championships, the Giants always won with you know, good, good running game and good defense. But, you know, you saw the Minnesota game. And you saw Daniel Jones almost play a perfect game, just an, almost a perfect game. And, and Barkley was real good in that game, too. But his ability to get you know Isaiah Hodgins involved and Slayton involved and even using Barkley in a passing game, it does look like he's got that ability. Uh, to. And this is what we need out of Kyla Murray, the ability to, to, to go through your reads, go through your progressions, and, and, and make the right decision. Is that something that Jones had, or is that something that Kafka helped him with? I think he helped him. No, that's a great question. I think talking to the players throughout the season, especially kind of midway through when it really started to become clear, okay, this is different. What we're watching is different. You could tell and you could hear from players that the the plays you watched on the field looked more complex than they were, which is to say Kafka and Dable installed a lot of core concepts that the team kind of practiced and got right. But then they were able to get to those same concepts and plays, and if they wanted to target a certain player or take advantage of a specific matchup, 
they could do it through a lot of different types of formations. A great example would be, you know, trying to throw the ball to Saquon Barkley against the linebacking court at Suspect, running it as a screen out of the backfield, and then maybe lining Saquon up as a slot receiver in a stack formation and still getting him to the same spot with the ball in space. And what you're hitting on is the fact that Kafka not only accomplished that, but was able to do that for all these different targets throughout the field. And I think, you know, accentuating Jones' running ability, it wasn't just about taking advantage of a mobile quarterback. It was about giving Daniel ownership of another piece of the game that could open up those passing lanes and give him easier throws, easier completions. Um, Really just, you know, you think about if you sit down to study for a a test as a student, how do you stu- how do you do how do you get the A without making it too hard on yourself, right? It's not just about doing it right, it's about doing it efficiently and doing it so that it works for you. So um, that was kind of what it was, doing it smartly and doing it so that it looks confusing to a defense. But for the offense, those course of concepts stand out. Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News, Giants beat writer, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show as we're getting some intel on uh, Mike Kafka, uh, whether he ends up being the next head coach of the Cardinals or not. We'll see. The, the question I have for you, Pat, we've having just done the you know kind of brilliant offensive mind first time head coach thing with Cliff for the last four years to varying degrees of success. Uh, what oh. per, personality wise? Yeah, I, I use that phrase very loosely when I say that, by the way. Personality-wise, how is Mike set up to be a head coach in this league? Is is he alpha male? Is he more studious? Is he more intellectual? Is he, is he going to command the room? From that element of it, how do you think he is prepared to be a coach in this league? Yeah, it, that's my only question about him, honestly. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean let, let, you know, here in New York this season, Every time the coordinator stepped to the podium, Don Martindale stood up there and he basically gave a head coach press conference. He talked about how great the fans were. He um, previewed the other team with his scouting report. He kind of projected his voice, his bombastic, you know, and friendly and cracking jokes. Kafka sounded more like um, a studious intellectual, as you put it, who was trying to keep his head down not act like anything other than what he was, which was a a cog in the wheel of the operation. So I think humility was what stood out to me there. But conversely, you sit there and you wonder, because I knew coming into this year, if he had a great season and the Giants had a great season, he was going to be a strong head coaching candidate. So I spent a lot of the season watching him thinking, if he's standing in front of a room full of 90 players at the start of training camp, can he do that? Right? And I think... I think people would appreciate that he's honest and direct. He's definitely not a BSer. Like, I think what you see is what you get from Mike, which is, from my experience, all that players want, no matter what your personality is. They want to know that you're telling them the truth and that, you know, you're not telling them one thing and then going behind their back and telling somebody something else. Um, But I do wonder about, you know, is Mike, um, you know, or what is he even going to sound like when the doors close on the locker room and it's his team? Because, frankly, he just did not betray that, uh, that personality trait once throughout this season. But similar to some other great coaches, it, it seemed to me like that was calculated and there was a reason behind him doing that. It wasn't like he couldn't do the other thing. It was just that he was playing his part, probably not trying to step on Brian Dable's toes as well. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Pat, we appreciate the information, the conversation. Uh, we might circle back to you again if this thing happens sometime in the next few days or not. But we appreciate you coming on for a few and giving us uh, some information about Mike. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Got it. Thank you.